We didn't talk about NaNoWriMo when we weren't recording. This will be interesting. Yeah. I'm using gel pens. Whoa. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 18 of the Erasable Podcast. And I also like to wish you a happy NaNoWriMo because this is November and November is National Novel Writing Month. We'll be talking about that later and also talking to our good stationary friend, Gary Varner, who is uh, going to be launching a new web store of stationary things called Notegeist. Uh, but first, I'd like to introduce my favorite co-hosts I've ever had on any podcast I've ever done. <laughs> Johnny Gamber and Andy Welfley. Hey, fellas. Hey, Tim. I, I would like to say that you are my favorite co hosts on any podcast I've ever done, but my wife and I had a podcast in 2006, and I think she would be mad if I said that. Well, how what was your Facebook group like? Um, Facebook successful? barely existed then. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can. I understand. Yeah, I, I'll definitely say this is my favorite podcast, and you two are my favorite pencil people, so. Oh, that works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump right into it. Let's start out with our tools of the trade. Johnny, get us started. Well, I just finished a Pete's Major Dickinson's blend mm. coffee, which was delicious. And if you French press it, it sort of tastes like chocolate dirt. And I mean that in a good way. <laughs> really good. <laughs> I love Pete's. <laughs> but now I'm drinking a, I don't know how you pronounce this, Lacroix. What are those oh, lovely waters? Lacroix is what we say. Okay, that sounds better. Yeah. I call it LaCrux just to be La an idiot. LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a, an Australian accent. LaCroix. Well, I drink a LaCroix every day. Bubbles. Yeah. Yeah, this we love this thing. One. Which flavor is it? I have a lemon one right here. It's my mm. favorite one. My favorite mm. is the lime, but we just found a place that sells the orange one and it's super good. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. It doesn't have enough bubbles. Hmm. It's flat. Hmm. Lime, li lime and lemon are my favorites. Yeah, Costco sells the lime ones like in bulk, and we just we just buy a crap load of it. We can start our uh, our uh, seltzer water podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We would have listeners, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do a bubbly water episode. Johnny's <laughs> uh, on Perrier. <laughs> We've gone off brand <laughs> to bring you. <laughs> yeah. be a lot of I belching. <laughs> <you know. laughs> Johnny, I've been meaning to ask you since you're. Tools of the Trade last time, or maybe the time before that, you said you had French-pressed uh, Dunkin' Donuts pumpkin spice? Yes. How did that turn out? Because I just, it's on it sale at Target, well. so I just bought like two like two packs of it, which you I usually get whole bean stuff. Because so. um, mm -hmm. if, if it's already ground, it's going to be a little too fine. Sure. But um, whenever I do Dunkin' Donuts, I feel like I need to add an extra scoop and an extra minute, and mm -hmm. then it just mm -hmm. tastes like somebody took some of the water out of Dunkin' Donuts coffee and made it a little like, mm -hmm. It's delicious. <laughs> so, but very if you good. like pressed it, like you said, and then maybe poured it straight into a carafe or something instead of keeping it in there. Oh, I just put it right in my cup and go chugging. Oh, a big, I have a really big, big cup. Oh, okay, well, that works. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, just drink it straight out of the French really press. Cups. Yeah, just pour just the French press there, in man. my mouth. <laughs> yeah. uh, what are you, What are you writing with, Johnny? Oh, I am actually writing with um, as fine a piece of French stationery as has ever been in my house. The uh, Rodia 80th Anniversary pencil and pad set. Is that the thing that is... has the diamond cut on the like on it? Is it a diamond? Or not diamond, but oh, like... it's got some sort of weird um, logo pattern, mm. and the paper is cream, and it's so pretty. Yeah, but that's one of my fresh points, so I'll keep that short. How about you, Mister Tim? I am drinking wine, 
and kind of a a nut for Boda Box wine. Have you ever had Boda Box? Oh, I love Boda Boxes. Yeah, they're the. I mean, it's just it's pretty incredible for the price you get. I mean, it's basically four bottles of wine uh, for. They're the best box wine, cheap. I think. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. The Target wine cubes are pretty good, but Boda Box is yeah. my favorite. Uh, we don't have those here because we're Tennessee. And uh, we don't do such liberal things as sell <laughs> wine at grocery stores. <laughs> we're not scandalous like that. We'll sell, you know, natural light beer by like the 48 pack. But we <laughs> That's that alcohol. For $1.50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I'm, reading, I'm uh, drinking the Boda Redvolution, which is their red blend. Mm. And I am writing on... A Field Notes TEDx Portland. That is fancy. What? Edition. Yeah, I'm really excited. Is that the one you won? It's beautiful. Yeah, I won it in the the Field Notes or Field Nuts anniversary uh, drawing where there's like 25 winners. And I I won a single uh, Field Nuts TEDx and it's beautiful. It's really well put together. Nice notebook. Um, It is, you know, with this one, I am sort of saving it for certain things. So I'm I'm using it for a, a big. Kind of like career future project kind of thing, and then in the back half, I'm doing podcast stuff. That's cool. So two big things. <laughs> this is your future career, it. right? So right, exactly. Yeah. So we're all gonna be we're all gonna quit our jobs and just be professional podcasters. Yeah, this is gonna be a daily podcast. <laughs> uh, basically, just live podcast our lives. <laughs> we're selling sponsorships. Like, if anybody's interested, yeah, it's gonna be like uh, the Truman Show, but only <laughs> audio. audio. <laughs> Yeah. What's that sound? What's he doing? <laughs> <can listen>. <laughs> <laughs> Flush. <laughs> oh, listen, gross. To, listen to us sleep. <laughs> you know? I snore very loudly. That would suck. See that? But that's that's good podcasting right there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so I, I love this notebook. I really uh, have enjoyed breaking it out. I have it in my Davis Le- uh, Davis Leatherworks, his kind of foamadori sort of thing, and it's. It's in there with my red blooded. They're they're hooked in together, like a Midori style. So, what about you, Andy? Um, I am drinking a, um, a a beer made by a company called Chapman's. Um, they, it's brewed fairly locally in Angola, Indiana, which is just uh, maybe forty five minutes north of us in Fort Wayne. Um, and uh, it's it's interesting. I think that the Chapman's comes from John Chapman, who's Johnny Appleseed, which he's said to have. Uh, been buried in Fort Wayne, so he's kind of like a local, a local myth. Um, well, he's you, you guys have heard of Johnny Appleseed, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay, I never know if that's like an Indiana thing or if that's like a, <laughs> like a lot of people have heard of. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely have from from like school in Indiana. Yeah, oh, that's true. You that's right. You were yeah. yeah. But it's a uh, it's an English uh, dark brown ale, and it's really good. It's somewhere that that sort of or it's something that is kind of a cross between like a brown ale and. Like a like a porter or a stout or something like it's it's a brown ale but it's a little bit thicker. It's really good. Mm. Um, I'll uh, I don't know how far out you can buy it, but when we when we all get together and do our drink trade, when you know we get some Blackwing Lager uh, mm. from from Johnny Yay. and and Tim, you bring your doctors Doctor Enoughs or some Doctor of the, Enough and yeah. Moonshine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll bring some of this. It's super good. <laughs> Um, and I am writing, um, as I have been in for the last couple of weeks in my roll bond notebook. Um, I, we talked a lot about this on the erasable group and I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast, but, um, a friend of mine who is a, uh, designer and, um, 
graphic artist and is doing some some work for my company. Um, he had one of these, and I was just like, "What is that?" So I looked it up, and it's a Japanese uh, notebook that sounds German. Like everything's in German on the front of it, which is kind of funny. Uh, it's kind of like Le Pen, if ever you've used <laughs> one of those. Um, it's a Japanese mm-hmm. pen, but it kind of sounds <laughs> French. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it's super nice. It, it's like a nice creamy paper, which is what I really like. And it has, it's a little bit thinner than Rhodia, but not quite as like matte. I just like it a lot. So I think I'm going to buy the full size, uh, eight and a half by 11 ish one. I have the, the half size one. I never remember any of the, the names like a six B five. I don't know. But it's yeah, European. You don't have yeah. To worry about it <laughs> exactly. So that's what I'm running with. It's, it's interesting <laughs> that, you know, kind of independently, we all, didn't talk about what pencil we're using. We talked about mm-hmm. what we're writing in, which well, mine has a pencil with it that matches. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just thinking. I just skipped it because of the pencil. Pencil of the week. Of the week yep. Because that's what I'm writing with. Yeah. The pow. Do you think I should come up with some sort of a pow sound effect, like a pshh, pshh, or something like yeah, that? Like a Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll see if I can find something to insert. <laughs> My son has a good pow sound. Maybe we can record him and get him to. We'll, we'll just use good. that. But then he asks for cookies. So. Yeah, we'll pay him royalties. <laughs> Akuka! 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 Yeah, Henry says cuckoo. Yeah. <laughs> it's cuckoo. <laughs> yeah. Man, whenever I see those Le Pen things that you mentioned at Books Million, I always get like this overwhelming feeling of. I just. My, my first reaction is how could somebody be that lazy to half translate something? <laughs> What's this? Which it I is Le Pen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we want this to sound sophisticated, so what should we call it? They're they're really nice though. You can get them in like no, super yeah, thin, really. yeah. But yeah, I, nice, but... yeah, I don't use them. <laughs> Should we talk about our pencil of the Pens. weeks? Yeah. Pencils of the week. Let's do it. So uh, yeah, this week it was uh, we we kind of made made executive decisions and <laughs> bypassed the groups voting. Um, but it's the general's test scoring five eighty. And uh, what what did you guys think of it? Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I and Johnny this... is our. You've been using it for a while, haven't you? Yeah, I used this before the um, Musgrave one, which is probably why I don't like the Musgrave one because I already like this one. Mm-hmm. But um, they're so expensive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, def- I, I mean, definitely like. I, you know, I, I like the performance of it, but as I was, we were talking about it earlier. It's just kind of boring looking. Like it's black. I like it. It has just a plain old ferrule and an eraser. But the eraser is the perfect pink. Yeah, it is a good pink of, a, of an eraser. I feel like the eraser erases the darkness of this pencil much better than black wing erasers do on a black wing. Hmm. If that's intelligible. Mm-hmm. I think that this is must, a group where you can say that and you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. It's nice and soft, but it does a good job. Yeah, I think – yeah, I agree with you. I think it's I, – I don't know if I would – I haven't decided yet if I would pick this over the – Test scoring, just because I love the uh, the wide wide core and the feel of it. And maybe it's because I tried that first, kind of like the opposite of you. I definitely wish I could have kind of a, a mashup of both of them. Maybe just the styling of the. Well, I I don't care for the typography on the test on the Musgrave. Well, I I do, but it's kind of like in a kitschy sort of way. If there could be a, a like a lacquered version of the Musgrave, that would probably be yeah. much better. Yeah. Um, now. But yeah, I mean it's a it's a it is a nice kind of classic look. I sort of appreciate the uh the simplicity of it just cuz it kind of gives you a 
you know, this is made by some dudes in a little factory yeah. somewhere. Yeah. You know, That's it's true. not it's not kind of overdone. But at the same time, uh, if for their sake, you want to say, you know, people who aren't that into pencils, if they see this somewhere, they're not going to be drawn to it. Yeah. So I, I really got the feeling, kind of the my my takeaway from the performance was that it it's a little bit. Um, it's maybe not as as dark as the Musgrave, but it has better point retention. Yeah, and it doesn't smear as much. Yeah, yeah. It's a neat dark line. Yeah, love it, love it. Yeah. Plus, yeah, I um, think I like that they're black because they'd be hard to cheat with on a test. Like that's with, true. Uh, those really big, fat, sharp sides on a um, the Musgrave. If I had that, uh, I'd have been tempted. <laughs> Would like to write on the sides? I've never heard yeah. of this. Yeah, just write on there. To, I keep an eye out for that. <laughs> What is the formula for the area of a cone? <laughs> Johnny just knocked all your students out, Tim. So yep. yeah. if you see them carrying that pencil, man, break it. <laughs> there's a there's a kid the other day. Um, sorry, I'm kind of getting off topic. But no, I'm. There's a kid the other day that was not cheating, but he we were taking a test, we were working on something. He set his pencil down, and he had an Eberhard Faber Faber uh, American Natural. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. You must have cool parents. He yeah, probably just drug sure. that out of a drawer or something. His grandparents yeah, gave it to him or something. For sure. I have no huh. idea. I didn't ask. I thought <laughs> about just like not saying anything, but just walking up and trading a pencil and just giving him. <laughs> just like three pen. Yeah. Give him one of my golden hey, you bears. Want an a like kid? A, a <laughs> Easy A, bro. <laughs> I think the the generals, though, it does, it writes really well. Yeah. And I think it might, uh, maybe in the long run, kind of top out the. Musgrave. I think the Musgrave. Uh, I think this one's better. I guess what I'm trying to say is that the Generals is put together better than yeah. the than Much the Musgrave. I like the writing experience better with the Musgrave, but the thing that really threw me off in the solid week of using it was that the getting that sort of silver dust all over me. It was like kind of decomposing in my hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's and disgusting. I think that makes the Generals kind of kind of edge it out. I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Would you give it a grade? It look good in a cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would I give would... this an A freaking plus. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you said freaking, so I can't give you the typewriter bill. <laughs> we could do it again. No, it's all right. <laughs> Maybe I'll just do it for fun. Yeah, I'd give it. I'd give it an A minus, which I think I gave the. Did I give the Musgrave a B plus or? A, I think I, I did. Think so, so yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, with Tim and give it an A minus, which is. A little better, I think, than the Musgrave. So yeah, so I think yeah. we give it like a like a ninety three, ninety four percent. Yeah, like it's pretty good. If we grade on a curve, no, no, actually, that's on my school's grading scales. <laughs> so yeah, we should. Uh, so next week, do you, should we return to the voting? I think so. Yeah, maybe we should this even one. do it a little bit early too, so we can have more time with it and also kind of you know not feel pressured to stick with the whole thing, stick with I mean, it all all the way through. We could talk about it after and post it tonight. Yeah, but, that's true. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. Um, yeah, it's a solid pencil. I mean, Johnny said it's expensive, but I feel like we always. I wish we could put like a audible asterisk next to that because it's it's expensive, but it's still like less than a dollar a piece. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, which I guess should just be an, a permanent disclaimer for enjoying pencils. So yeah. Even an expensive pencil is pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah. Plus, they come in that cool sleeve. We never mentioned the sleeve. That's true. Yeah, the packaging awesome. is definitely better than the like plastic baggie that the Musgrave. <laughs> well, they put it in there because it's already ugly. So, <laughs> <laughs> ugly. It's a, it's 
a fugly pencil. Well, let's go ahead and get into our fresh points. Johnny, why don't you get us started? Well, as I mentioned earlier, I have one of those beautiful new 80th anniversary uh, pad and pencil sets from Rodia. So I sort of experienced some really good customer service this week, so I thought I would share a link to them, even though I didn't tell them I would do it. I don't know, maybe they'll send me another one. <laughs> but um, anyway, they sent me one, and the shipping was free, and it arrived pretty smashed. So they asked me to send a picture. I'm like, no, I'm not going to send a picture. Just send me a new one. So they sent me a new one, free of charge, ultra-packed, and they're like, keep the other one. So the pencil got a little smashed, but the pad's fine. So I sort of have a free pad. Oh, yeah. It's a good giveaway, but um, I like it, so I'm not going to do that. Dibs. Let's have two. <laughs> but um, there's a link in the show notes to their Amazon store. It was 11.99 with free shipping, which is great deal because everybody else is going to charge a lot more for shipping. And I think now, especially if they know you're a pencil nut, they'll pack it very well. Just score. <laughs> um, also on the pens on the paper front, did you guys get the um, field notes glitch in Cherry Woods? I did. I did. I didn't get the glitch, but I'm planning to get some Cherry Wood. Yeah, they're nice. I yeah. um did did you yeah. open the did you open both of them? Yeah, I'm reusing a cherry wood right now. That's cool. It's like half dead, half full. It's sweat stained. No, the and actually really bent. The paper in the cherry wood, it's um it's graph and it's it's lighter than the um, shelter wood, right? It's yeah, just it's like just the craft edition paper, paper, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So the whole notebook feels more like a regular notebook now, which is good. That's why I guess that's why they actually they list it on the web store as a like right next to the. The craft okay. editions. Yeah. Yeah. So. The, uh, the suggested uses are the same as the craft edition. Mm-hmm. But not having that thick paper, it's sort of, I don't know, with the thick paper of the shelter wood, when the, co- the cover was damaged, it would sort of split and not flex. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding this one flexes like regular paper. I love it. Hmm. If the shelter woods were like this, I probably would have liked them a little more. Yeah. Although oh, the nice. paper is nice. I love that but, paper, that thick. I wish yeah, they had that in, in, a, in a graph. I wish they just they have it in, in any stock <laughs> edition. Yeah, they should it make it lined. like a heavy edition. Yeah, mm-hmm. buy this one. <laughs> but um, yeah, did you, aluminum did you get covers. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys get the glitch? I did. Yeah, I thought about it, and then I skipped it. Yeah, I was it's... actually out shopping when Andy sent the text and bought one in the middle of the store. <laughs> just, just stand there. Can I help you, sir? <laughs> no, Henry, I'm Henry, some... calm down, calm down. <laughs> Shh, he's buying field notes. <laughs> <laughs> he got pissed. I had to buy him some cookies. I, I uh. I appreciate that field notes seem to go out of their way to make sure that people were only, you know, people weren't hoarding this because it would have gone real quickly. I yeah. feel like if they did that. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, didn't they like threaten to just like cancel your order? If yeah. You tried yeah to I, think so. they did, I think so. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. But, um, yeah, it's, it's cool that they did that just because I know they, they really limited the stock at XOXO compared to last year's. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, um, just listening kind of seeing what people had to say about it, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they, they offered it to the public just because it was such a kind of a unique concept that they did. Although I'm apparently a little disappointed because it seems like even though it's like looks like like a runoff or something like that, it's not. Because did you did you did you notice this that like the glitch like no, pack to pack um, the various notebooks look the same? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that until I opened them. Yeah. Like, oh, look, mine looks like the one on the website. Oh, it is the one on the website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was, like, legitimately going to be something they, like, purposely screwed up. But Yeah, plus the collectors would have a conniption. Yeah. Sorry, collectors. <laughs> yeah. But that's cool. Yeah, I haven't opened mine, but I'm 
I'm just about to finish my um, – I feel like I've been saying this forever. I've been just about to finish my Night Sky, but I'm, like, legitimately on the last two pages. So I have to figure out what's going to be next. Did you open your glitch yet? No. See no, the I lines? Not, they're not wacky. Yeah. But they're all wacky in the same way. Yeah. So sort of predictable. How, how are they wacky? I haven't seen the inside. They're sort of they're kind of off kilter. Yeah. There's a, a sort of margin at the top that shouldn't be there, I think. Hmm. But I dig them. They're pretty cool. Yeah. It's a good excuse to ignore the lines and just draw pictures of your neighbors that make you crazy. Pictures of butts. <laughs> I'm not really good at drawing butts. My daughter That's is. That's all Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> alarmingly good <laughs> so speaking of Charlotte we got packages in the mail this week from um, Anna from the well-appointed desk and Elaine from Jet Pens and they both threw in something really cool for Charlotte that's that awesome. was super sweet so that's she's great. thank you cards in the mail to the I feel like she, I feel like she's our mascot on this show she's like our unofficial fourth host she used a gel pen today at a coffee shop instead of a pencil. I was kind of disappointed <laughs> I almost gave her a lecture but daughter I am disappointed <laughs> <laughs> And then she, she she shoved the gel pen inside of a crayon. It doesn't work anymore. It's got wax on it or something. <laughs> so maybe she did that on purpose. We've on all learned speech. a valuable lesson today. <laughs> mental approval for that. Yeah, but Elaine sent some um, vintage Hello Kitty pencils for you Charlotte know, in a little box. She was very excited about. You know what's funny? She sent me some too. <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> I I got a pack of uh, Tomoe River paper that I'll talk about a little bit later, but she she threw in some Hello Kitty pencils that she she said she had uh, laying around the house that she didn't send to Charlotte. So I think maybe <laughs> she she found more after she packaged. They're Char- pretty. Charlotte's they're really up. nice. Yeah, they're cool. I was gonna steal one from her, but I'm not gonna be mean. <laughs> I like Hello Kitty. Yeah. So those are my my points. So you want to cool. go next, Mister Andy? Absolutely, Andy. Andy. So. Um, uh, not last weekend, but the weekend before I was in San Francisco and, uh, I was kind of bumming around, um, waiting for a friend of mine to, to be done with what he was doing. And, uh, I basically just sort of just walked around. Um, I went up to the Marina looked out and saw Alcatraz and the Golden Gate Bridge and, uh, kind of went over. Um, by the way, this is an amazing story. Um, I got recognized for the podcast. I was wearing my erasable t-shirt. Uh, and I was in line at a little uh, a little coffee hut right on the Marina Green, and this woman in front of me was was waiting for an order, and she looked around and she kind of stared at me for a minute, and I felt a little like, "What's going on?" <laughs> um, and then she goes, "Is that is that a your your t shirt? Is that a podcast about pencils?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it is." And she goes, "My husband to- totally listens to that." And so I was like, "What?" So she she uh she bought me a donut. <laughs> uh, they also had that at a coffee shop. So that was she and her husband uh, organized a uh, dodgeball tournament on the green um, every week. <laughs> a, a giant like forty fifty people dodgeball tournament. That's amazing. So she invited me to come join them, but I was busy walking around. Um, but uh, I, I I don't I don't know Annie's husband's name, but uh, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> it was nice to to meet you and your wife. Um, but anyhow, uh, as I was walking around, I, I went over to Union Street and I was just I was just kind of wandering around um, and I ran across a shop called Itoya Top Drawer and Top Drawer is one word. Um, so it uh, I, I went in and it was amazing, guys. It was like, I don't know. <laughs> we, we, there's no store like this in Fort Wayne. Um, I'm assuming there's some stores like this in Baltimore, but uh, they had a bunch of Midori stuff. You could buy covers, all the little accessories, notebooks. Um, they they mostly sold uh, pens and pencils made by, you know, the the proprietor, the person there said, 
Itoya, but it's I-T-O hyphen Y-A. Um, so Itoya, I don't know. Um, it was it was so cool. They had a bunch of different kinds of paper. Um, they had these really cool little notebooks called Life Notebooks. Um, oh, I have one of those. Those are cool. You're about to have another one. <laughs> um, Woo! I really like it. Yeah. Um, I just bought the pocket ones. They had larger size ones that I wanted to buy, but I couldn't fit them in my, my luggage because I was traveling light. Um, yeah, they're they're super cool. Um, they have these pencils that are just gorgeous. They have like this really nice like matte um, varnish on it. Um, and the erasers are – there's no fair rule. The erasers, I'm assuming, are kind of glued onto the end of the pencil. There's probably a little peg in there. Um, and – they they're kind of rubbery they don't work super great but they're not too bad um and the pencils just it's really high quality just beautiful um they remind me a lot in shape and size of the duraflame pencils that pencils.com sells have you guys seen those not just from your pictures okay yeah Yeah, they i I think even they sell them on pencils.com but you know california cedar is a sister company of duraflame uh duraflame was actually created kind of out of california cedar um but for a long time, they just had these pencils kind of laying around the office, and I picked a few up. And I think now they sell them. But I haven't talked to Charles about this, but I, I'm willing to bet these are maybe a, Itoya made these, um, or um, at least inspiration was derived from them because they're they're gorgeous. So yeah, there's and she gave me the the name of a few other really cool stationery shops in in uh, San Francisco. I, I meant to go to the Muji store. Um, I'm kind of in love with the notebooks they have there, but I wasn't able to make it. Um, but the lady, the lady, I had a really good chat with the lady who was running that store. Uh, in fact, I think she just joined the erasable group not too long ago. Um, but yeah, she told me about a couple other things and I can definitely see myself spending a lot of money there. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to temper myself. Uh, speaking of Japanese products, um, I have recently sort of realized that I haven't read any good reviews, um, of pencil uh, writing on Tomoe River paper. And if you listen to The Pen Addict, you probably know what this is. Um, it is a really thin, um, almost vellum, but not quite, uh, paper. But apparently it's it's supposed to be really great for fountain pens. It's supposed to just, like, just lap up the ink. Um, and even though you can see through the other side of it, it's supposed to just, like, not let bleed, like, you know, let the ink bleed through. Yeah, it doesn't feather hardly at all. Yeah. Uh, I haven't used it with a fountain pen yet, but uh, Jet Pens just started carrying uh, packs of it. So I actually requested um, Joe Lebo sending me um, some Tomoe River paper, and my Jet Pens order came before his stuff did. But but thank you, Joe. That's awesome. Um, so I, I actually sat down and uh, used my uh, General's Testing Pencil, uh, writing a little letter to you guys when I sent you some the Itoya stuff that I got. Um, yeah, it, it works really nice for pencil. It's... Um, you can definitely see through the other side, but it's it's really smooth, um, and unlike a lot of that thin paper, it doesn't really tear when you erase it, um, and and it doesn't really oh kind of like um, like Rhodia sometimes does the the pencil the graphite doesn't just lay on the top and smudge easily. It's pretty cool, um, nice. yeah. But it, it's such weird paper. I have no idea how it's made or. I need to find out more about it. Yeah, I have a couple sheets. I think Joe actually sent me some too. It was a while ago. Yeah, uh, with with an, with some ink samples. So thank yeah. you, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but just so awesome. Uh, I haven't definitely. Uh, I haven't used it with pencils. I have a couple sheets, and I had used it with uh, fountain pens. Uh, mm-hmm. What was I going to say? But I've really I want to try the. They make a notebook 
Oh, the Seven Seas Rider? Yeah, I really yeah. want to try one of those. J. Robert Lennon talked about it on The Pen Addict, uh, mm-hmm. about how he was writing his new novel in one. And I really wanted to try one of those because the, the size of the paper, or at least the, p- the pages I have, is kind of, you know, oddly yeah. shaped or huge. Um, What's interesting about that is, you know, that paper is so thin. Like, I think those those Seven Seas Rider has like 450 pages in it. Yeah, it's, and yeah, yeah. it's to me that's a little much. Like I, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel like that's a lot of pages. But really, mm-hmm. like you're only going to be writing, I guess, on one side of that. Right. So because it really is so thin, like you can see through it. Um, mm-hmm. It's almost like tissue paper for like packing a gift. Yeah, but but just like really dense. Yeah, and it's uh yeah it's it's super nice. Yeah, those Seven Seas writers are really beautiful, and those um oh isn't one of the uh, Taiko planners. Uh, the Habonichi planners mm-hmm. aren't they made out of the, the river paper? Yeah, they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's if I ever were to go back to a paper calendar, which there's lots of times I want to, and I never like I just, just so much stuff I do is on a shared calendar. I have to you know do electronically. If I ever switch back to that, I would in a second get one of those. Those are really cool. Mm-hmm. They should cool. send us some for review. Yeah, do a planner <laughs> episode. Yeah, there's a lot of like that stuff that I really want. The, the the other thing I like, and I can't even, I don't even know how to say it. It's all in German. It's like Tagus. I, I, I don't even know. It's like a little notebook <laughs> holder. It's made of felt. You see. Oh, I've the, seen those. Aren't they yeah. astronomically expensive? Yes, they, yeah, they're extremely trash. expensive, but they're cool. The Roterfaden so. Teschebegleiter or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was really <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they're like 250 bucks oh, yeah. or something. Oh yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Wow. And, a lot of black wings. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. That that's my. Those are my adventures. I've been. I haven't. I haven't done a lot, kind of, with my kind of internal pencil collection. But I, I've been seeing a lot of stuff just kind of out there. Mm-hmm. San Francisco is home to a lot of really cool Japanese products. Uh, apparently, this Itoya store is the only one outside of Japan. The, the one that's in San Francisco. So, and I just I just stumbled on it like it was. Actually, I almost literally stumbled on it. I was walking, I was walking down one of those like forty-five degree hills, mm-hmm. and I was wearing a like a giant backpack on my back, and I sort of you're like, rolling down the hill. And <laughs> like, some, <laughs> s- somebody opened the door and it stopped. <laughs> yeah, it came right in. Well, right, yeah, right before I got there, I was walking down a hill with that giant backpack on my back, and I kind of stumbled forward and and <laughs> caught myself on my toe, and I put so much weight against it that my entire toe was bruised. Oh no! So it, it didn't hurt, but it was pretty stiff. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that was I was kind of I kind of limped onto that into that store. <laughs> also, when you're from the flatlands of Indiana and you're walking up and down these hills, <laughs> it is not fun. I thought I was going to die <laughs> at some point. <laughs> so, Tim, how about your your fresh points? Uh, well. A good place to start my fresh points is, and I think Johnny, you'll be you'll be proud of me, but I, I sold a fountain pen this week. <laughs> on uh, yeah, on eBay. <laughs> well, I sold it on eBay, and I it was one that was given to me that I just don't ever use, like don't have a use for it. It was too kind of executive for me, you know. Uh, and so I just didn't really have a use for it. Some it's other like things a, I was looking at a waterman or something. It was water. a cross. Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was 18 karat gold nib, real nice pen, but I just didn't really have an interest in it. I sold it on eBay and got 115 bucks for it. Uh, and so I was able to get, uh, I got a tactile turn mover 
pen, one of those uh, like machined aluminum pens. And then I used part of it to pay for uh, to buy a, a handkerchief from our buddy Jay at Huckleberry Woodchuck. And it hasn't uh, hasn't come in yet, but I'm I'm really excited to Which get one it. Is it's it? like a, it's the red flannel. Oh, I love those like, flannel ones. Yeah, it's the it's the red like you know, like red and yellow flannel one. And I I had had my eye on that one for a long time, and so I had sent him a message with a picture of it and said, "When will you have these?" Because this is the exact one I want. You know, because he he mixes it up so much because he'll find different fabrics and he'll make new ones. Uh, and so I got uh, got that. Really looking forward to getting it. And then just this is my. Killer segue to my last point. My <laughs> my other point is that I the last part of it the the last portion of it went to f- uh, paying for my pledge for the twist bullet pencil by Yay. Jay and John who we had on for the last pencil. And so I just wanted to talk with you all about the ending of the twist bullet pencil. I f- it, it ended at the very satisfying number of fourteen thousand five hundred dollars. It's like so perfect. I'm so a, excited for them for reaching that yeah. that stretch goal. I didn't think they were gonna be do they were gonna do it. I was pretty shocked myself yeah. too that they reached all three stretch goals. I mean, yeah. that's pretty amazing. Cause, I mean that and I think feel like a lot of that happened in the last maybe seven or eight days. Yeah. Something like that. Like yeah. it really amped up and there were some days where it seemed to jump up a couple couple thousand, which is pretty amazing. So I was, I was yeah. So happy for them. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's our podcast, you know, when they came on that, yeah, that really gave it that last push. Totally, right? totally yeah. our response. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> because of us. Yep. Solely. Yeah, right. Nobody listens to this. Yeah. <laughs> the show will never air. <laughs> yeah. This is just, yeah. Are we recording right now? <laughs> uh, but I do want to know, I thought it would be a good idea if we talk about what each of us pledged for. Like, what option did you go with? Absolutely. Or if you decided, or maybe, I don't know if everybody is settled or if you might have changed it or deciding, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. What's the deadline for that? I don't know if there's a specific deadline. I think it was just... I'm having trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I'll Andy, go. why don't you start? Yeah. Um, so I, I pledged the $55 level. Um, so I'm getting two, two pens, or two bullet pencils. Um, I didn't do any of the add-ons. I... I uh, I didn't really want the pen, and then the clip is super cool. But I think I'm gonna kind of buy those aftermarket just because after you know they go on sale, just because I didn't want to add any more to my pledge at that point because mm-hmm. because I, I was gonna have to pay for it. Um, <laughs> so man, it took me a long time, but I I think uh, I'm going to get one brass tip and one aluminum tip. Um, I think the aluminum tip is gonna be the pointy one, and the brass one is gonna be the round one. Just because I wanted one of each variety, um, even though the pointy one's a little pointy for me, I still you know, it still looks good. Um, and then I think I'm going to get a black and a blue barrel. I I think the, uh, I was thinking about how each of those barrels will look, in my opinion, equally as good with those, with each of the, you know, mm-hmm. each of the tips. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's, that's my plan. Um, the green, I, I, the first green that he had, um, you know, kind of when they they first started showing colors, I feel like it was a little bit brighter than the green that they settled on. It's more of a forest green. Or might have been a might have been a an Instagram filter. Kind that could of be thing. too. Yeah. Yeah. And and then I'm I'm just I just naturally tend to go toward you know more of those cooler colors than the um, than like the the red. Even though that mm-hmm. red that red is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the silver is nice too. But I just man if i can get a color <laughs> yeah. but yeah i i think i think either the you know the, the black one can be my like dress 
bullet pencil or something and then the, <laughs> you know then the I blue like that concept. yeah your, your black tie this is my fancy pencil. my fancy dress yeah my black tie and tails pencil james, like wedding james bond edition. <laughs> I, I need to get a a insert that's like a laser or something like that <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> a laser sharpener yeah <laughs> so Fine yeah well. if he's if he's gonna make add-ons in the future like a little knife or like they were talking about maybe they can do a laser scissors yeah <laughs> bomb yeah no, anyhow, um, I th- I think I'm gonna need a black one and a blue one. So, yeah. it's the I think they chose well with the colors they went with because yeah. uh, with having the brass and the aluminum, pretty much any combination, yeah, will look pretty cool. The only combination that I would never want personally would be the silver barrel with the brass mm. tip. I feel like that would look kind of wonky for me, but yeah. all the other combinations would look great. I, think. I really wish there was an orange one because I would have probably picked that up. And I, I know Brad Dowdy is a big orange fan, but there's but, a lot of people in our little community that are just bonkers for orange. Yeah. And, uh, though I know that, you know, the orange would look good with the silver, but it would not look good with the aluminum or with the brass. I don't think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, they may, maybe they'll come out with more colors in the future. Yeah. If they, if they sell well, maybe like after the Kickstarter and, because mm-hmm. I was surprised those the minimums for anodizing was pretty was a lot a hundred fifty yeah. I think you said mm-hmm. speaking Maybe of anodizing um, we just got word from the the other bullet pencil project which should be delivering mid month um, I guess he's going to be anodizing that aluminum so just kind of give it give it a little little better for you know for wear nice I need to keep I'm gonna keep an eye out uh, for that one because I actually just from a purely from a a funds available situation i wasn't able to back mm. uh, that project so i need to i'm going to keep an eye out for when those are when those are available because i'm going to uh some point in the future i'd like to pick up one of those because i'd yeah. like to have both projects because that was a really cool yeah cool project too and i'll be happy to uh pass mine mine around if they're not available no okay. cool be great yeah. uh, johnny have you have you decided on which one you're going with uh no I know I'm not doing brass because I'm holding out for full brass because I want like a five-pound pencil in my pocket. Johnny's gone full brass. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Be heavy. I, I was thinking of doing all silver, but it just seems, I don't know. Why? They have all those colors, but I like silver. <laughs> yeah. Plus, the one that yeah. we all carried around was silver and it was pointy, so I might just get that one. Yeah. That's not I mean, very with, exciting. With like the Keras Custom stuff, I get – I have – Almost all their pens. I have the Render K ink and the Bolt, and I went with silver on all those. I mean, I think that looks—it's a good look for, especially for the the machined product kind of thing. It's you know, it's like the equivalent of a natural finish on a pencil or something. So, well, cool. I'm really happy, happy for uh, for them, and glad that ended so well. And on such a uh, yeah, just such a good point, able to meet all the all the yeah. stretch goals. It it makes me it makes me just happy that, you know, a year ago, um, maybe a little over a year ago, bullet pencils were barely a thing still. Again. Um and, you know, there was a lot of kind of momentum, you know, between people blogging about it and the jungle is neutral, um, blog post about it and all of a sudden like it's like there's two Kickstarter, pro- there's two successful Kickstarter projects, and one of them, yeah. you know, made just like well past its stretch goals. So almost three times. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Almost three times its original goal. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, kind of what you know, 
if this is all kind of within the pen and pencil community or, you know, if it reached out to people who truly, cause, cause it is, it does really tap into that like EDC philosophy and community, which I, I don't really understand quite yet, even though I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm interested in it. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess I didn't say what I went with. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, whoops. Um, I, sorry, Andy and I also cut you off. Oh no, but, no, please. Uh, I was just rambling I, about EDC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went with, whoops. Just drop my notebook. Um, I went with the same level that Andy got, and I got one black. And were they calling it? They didn't call it a barrel. What they call it? Tube. A tube, I think. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. Um, so I went with two. The two tube option. I got. I went with one black and one red. Hmm. Uh, and then I went with one round bronze tip and one round AL tip. I wasn't really interested in the pointy, yeah. Uh, the, the the pointy tip and the bronze. I want more just for that red and bronze combination, the Iron Man edition. Yeah, just because I like good. that that color combination. But I might not use the bronze as much. Just wait for weight reasons. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to have both so I could switch back and forth. So uh, that's what I went with. I'm really excited. I'm kind of already very early. I know, but I'm. Kind of planning what pencils I want to use oh, with yeah. each of them. Oh no, absolutely. <laughs> I, I definitely, so. I definitely think a Musgrave is going to find its way in there, and one of these generals. Um, this black general's test scoring in a black, um, you know, bullet pencil is going to look. Oh yeah, pretty good. Oh yeah, pretty, be good. pretty nice. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm thinking uh, the black one. I'm going to put uh, Blackwing Pearl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, mm. that that would be nice too. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's to go with the whole tie. the whole yeah. formal <laughs> formal penguin. Absolutely, thing. It's a funeral <laughs> pencil. You can sign yeah. the guest book. I'm sorry for your loss. Check out this bullet pencil. <laughs> Bam. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our main topic. What do you say? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we uh, this week or this episode we wanted to talk about National Novel Writing Month, which is November. I mean, it's been going on every year for I I don't know the exact number of years, but it's around ten years, isn't it? Uh I think it's more like fifteen. Oh really? Wow. Okay. So don't it's quote me on that. I'm probably wrong. The, well, yeah, it's ten to fifteen years, somewhere in there. Um and the concept is uh writing a certain amount within the month of November and and for the the general public for NaNoWriMo which is kind of the shortened version of it uh, is to write 50,000 words uh, in 30 days that's that's the basic version there's also a young writers program they do for younger kids and I've done it with students at my school where uh, younger people basically set a personal goal so they'll uh, decide how much they want to have by the end of the month and then they'll work towards it because uh, 50,000 is a lot. I, I forget what the breakdown is per day, the number of... 1667. Yeah, which is... Uh, That's a lot. That's it's a, a lot. Yeah. Especially if you're fitting it into a, an already, you know, full life. And if you're work, I mean, if you're if you're not working at the time, it's still hard to do. You know, mm-hmm. it's still it's still hard to keep up with just because with everything else that's going on and you just have to set aside that time to sit down, which is the idea of it. You know? And that doesn't include like edits and stuff, right? Nope. Right. The idea. Throw it down, man. Yeah. The idea <laughs> of NaNoWriMo is that it's just a brain dump. It's just get the story out of your head. Don't mm. worry about editing. I've seen things that say, don't, you know, don't even erase or cross something out when it's wrong. Just keep going, and then at the end of the month, you can go back and shape it. You know. Get one of those Hemming writers. What is that? Oh, did you see that on the Erasable Group? Oh man, those things look cool and expensive. Oh, I think I missed it. I'm I'll, gonna go look, I'll I'm send gonna look you the right now. Yeah. Okay. 
It's a, um, oh, it's a little like computer. It's kind of like those Alpha Smarts back in the day, but it feels sort of like a typewriter. And yeah, they look loud. Yeah, and and it uh like the buttons don't even have like letters and numbers on it, but it's a standard keyboard layout, and and it's sort of like a word processor in that you see like the last few lines of text, um, and then. The twist is that it will sync to Dropbox or to Evernote uh, through Wi-Fi, uh, which is really cool. But um, I, if I'm not mistaken, it seems like you can't erase and it seems like you can't do crazy formatting or, you know, obviously you can't go on email or anything like that on it. It reminds me a lot of the Alpha Smarts, um, which is just a, like a little portable writing machine, um, which also then reminds me a lot of the E-Mate, uh, the Apple Newton E-Mate, which I had and I just loved. It was the best writing machine. It's really interesting. So it's actually a physical option, like a physical object. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. that's that's pretty cool. One thing that that reminds me of, though, is the – have you seen the Hanks Writer, the new app that Tom oh, yeah. Hanks yep. spearheaded? Yep. Yeah. That's pretty cool, and that's kind of a comparable thing using an iPad to simulate a typewriter, and you can actually turn off modern delete options. Yeah. Uh, and I actually thought about using that for, for NaNoWriMo this year, but uh, which I'll get into this later, but the direction I went, I just decided that I wanted to totally uh, totally handwrite it. Hmm. So, yours is, so yours is nah. Oh, no, you're handwriting in total. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm handwriting everything until the end and then i'll i'll transfer it over yeah. uh so uh, have you either of you done it before and are you doing it this year johnny uh i did it in 2007 and i finished i bailed in 2010 last year i came very close and bailed and this year i'm giving it another go nice so we'll see how about you mr andy I've I've never really done it and just because I've always been much more a short form guy like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know I went to school for journalism and and like that 1600 words is like each day is kind of a like a good size feature story um and and then all not on top of that like November's always been just kind of an insane month anyway um, yeah but this this month this year uh Thanksgiving is very late yeah it's so, only the fourth man you could do it oh man <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, yeah, uh, it, if <laughs> well, if I could make this something that was like in May, I I would mm-hmm. totally be all over. Well, that. they do one in the um, in the summer called Camp Hanorimo. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. July. So part part of it is I just have never had that sort of like novel inspiration, like the idea that I want to run with. Um, I've always yeah. I've always I've I've written some like short stories before, but I've never really been just hit with that kind of long form stuff. So yeah. uh, eventually, I, w- I would definitely like to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And I just kind of the way things are right now, like the attention span of, of doing this is just beyond my capabilities. Let me uh, stock up on some Adderall from the, web, yeah, the, the, the deep yeah. web. I'm going to go buy some. And... <laughs> Coffee and Adderall. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, so I, this is the third year I've attempted it in a row. Um, two, the last two years I did fiction and uh, it took me those two years to kind of figure out that the process of Nano NaNoWriMo doesn't doesn't work real well for me, mm-hmm. or maybe I'm just kind of in denial. But I'm I feel like I'm a little too much of a perfectionist. Mm. Um, I like to take my time. Um, I don't, you know. So sometimes the rushed nature of it, kind of like getting it on paper, I feel like hurts me because if I if I just go for it and in my subconscious I'm thinking, 
okay, that last part I know needs to change. I don't, I don't like that, that chapter or whatever I just wrote, but I just need to keep going. Uh, a couple days will go by and then I'll th- keep thinking back and saying, okay, that bad chapter back there that I don't like, everything else is being affected by that bad chapter back mm-hmm. there. Yeah. You know, and so it makes me feel like I sort of took a wrong turn, but then I just keep following it, you know? And so yeah. I, I get, I just get a little too, too much into my own head with that. But, uh, so the last two years, I think I got to the, I want to say the 20,000 mark, hmm. uh, by the end, but that was with me finally saying, you know, screw it. I'm going back. I'm going to look at that again. I'm going to fix it. <laughs> I'm going to fix it. So, so if you're writing this longhand, how are you going to count your words? Are you going to go more with like number of pages? I, oh. what I, last year I did handwritten and I used, uh, well, we'll get into that later, but I just had like a notebook and I, I basically, they're pretty loose about it, but I just, I calculated the average over the course of like 10 pages. I came up with an average number of words per page mm-hmm. handwritten. And then I would just, just estimate by the number of pages that I wrote. That's cool. Basically yeah. is how I did it. And then you can just go into the NaNoWriMo and you can find these basically gibberish editors or, uh, generators mm-hmm. and just say, okay, today I wrote 500 words and it generates 500 words of gibberish and you put it into the, uh, to the website and then it records the number of words for you. That's cool. Um, which is kind of the workaround. Hmm. Uh, I count them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't stupid. have patience for that. No. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, but I did it on a computer once and, um, that took care of itself. And mm-hmm. then one year I tried the average, but then I started, you know, my Catholic guilt came in. I'm like, I'm cheating. This page is a lot of dialogue. <laughs> I know this isn't 500 words. <laughs> and then, you know, you're like, I want my up, I want to up my word count. I know this one's longer than 500 words. So last year and this year, I started counting them, which takes so long, and it's really frustrating when like your kid walks down the steps and has to go to the bathroom. You're like, oh my god, I have to start over. But um, it's a good wind down, like just counting. Yeah, handwriting that you can't even read. You like, just wrote it <laughs> to wrap up. <laughs> like, what yeah. does that say? Yeah, I contemplated this year doing something if I did fiction to do like a. Just to just for myself, just change the goal from fifty thousand to saying I'm going to fill this notebook up. Hmm. You know, like taking that route. Uh, but how, I actually, how official is NaNoWriMo? Like, you say there's like a website where you can do this. Yeah. Do, do they have like? Obviously, they're not going to. But do they have like stringent rules or like what? Can you still think, participate in their official thing if you're not doing it like that officially? Not really. Oh, I think they're pretty. You can tell their goal in the whole thing is just to get people writing. Yeah. So they're not like really strict and they, they mm-hmm. encourage people to just go for it. But as far as participating in the quote competition, you know, they like when you finish it and you get 50,000 words, they say you win. You know, you've, mm. you've won NaNoWriMo this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it has to be within their parameters as far as being, you know, a book length thing that you're recording the page numbers of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, and you have, I mean, you make a login and you log your process, a login username and password, and it can, collects your progress and you fill out information about it and you can become friends with people on oh, their yeah. website. Oh, wow. It's like a social, at the end. Yeah, it's like a social, there's a social element to it, which is pretty cool. Hmm. Um, yeah, I've never done that part, but I'm trying to do that a little more this year yeah. after failing two times in a row. <laughs> Uh, this year I'm intentionally doing something different. I decided not to do fiction this year and I just went in and changed it completely for myself and just turned it into uh, one poem a day. And so yeah, we were instead talking about of, that earlier. I think that's hard. 
Well, for me, it's just uh, it. It doesn't feel harder. It just because for me, like the the length of the poem is not necessarily long, but instead of worrying about getting my sixteen hundred words in or whatever, I can just worry about getting you know a draft of a poem down and then even reworking it a little bit throughout the day and then calling it a day. And I just I feel more satisfied by the end of the day hmm. uh, doing it in that method. But um, well, yeah. so I guess then to uh, you know bring it around to pencils. Um, I guess the question is what what are some good pencils to be doing this with? Some nice hardy uh, German you know. HB pencils. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, what are you, what are you using for your stuff, Tim? Uh, I I started using pencils last year, and I started using them because of uh, Elizabeth over at Little Flower Petals. That was her the first post I had found of hers was when she was writing about doing NaNoWriMo with pencils, and that was how I ended up at her at her blog maybe a year and a half ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I I think I subscribed to a similar method because I know she has like a lot of different pencils, but for me, I learned that picking a specific pencil wasn't for me. I have a handful of them, you know, and they're all sharpened and they're ready to go. Uh, I'm not a very superstitious person, you know, yeah. I just, I have a, a handful of pencils that I really enjoy and make sure they're all sharpened as I'm going. Yeah. Uh, like last year when I was doing fiction, I would just have a, you know, four or five when I sat down and by the end of it, I would have just cycled through them and, hmm. You know, and I, I tend to go with, you know, things like the Blackwing 602 and the Palomino HB. Uh, I definitely use, uh, and this year I've been using a pretty wide variety, just even in these first few days. I use the Uni Penmanship pencil that Elaine sent me the other day, mm-hmm. uh, today. <clears throat> and I guess with the poetry, it ends up being just basically a different pencil every day. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, How and, long do your poems tend to be? Uh, I would say somewhere in the 20 to 40 lines, something like that. Okay. And they're not perfect by any means. And I actually was going to say just to give people uh, a reason to go out and do it that like, you don't need to be a a professional writer to do it. You know, you don't like it. The whole point is just to get writing and get stuff down. I was even going to offer to read something um, just to show that like, even what I'm making, you know, if you haven't done this before, you should go for it if you're interested in writing because it's it's a matter of getting stuff down on paper even if it's not perfect. Yeah. No, that uh, would be awesome. But roses are red, violets are blue. Are blue. No. I love <laughs> pencils and you should too. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is one that I actually – this was the first one I did and this is not edited at all. Like that day I didn't even like go back and change things. So there are some pretty cringeworthy uh, – phrases and word choice <laughs> in here. But uh, I, I hope that for anybody considering jumping on early in the month, that this will be uh, inspiration that it doesn't need to be perfect. You just need to, there's something really valuable in going through the, the process of, of getting your, getting your thoughts down. Uh, and then you have the rest of your life to, to rework them and, and, and mold them. So uh, yeah, but this is a poem uh, that I, uh, I'm tentatively cause, uh, calling Tribal Autumn. So, uh, I stand in the dim light, the cracked blacktop holding the thin warmth. And I see for the first time that darkness doesn't come to me, but it's the light that goes away. 
My dog high steps among uh, uh, high steps among snags of crabgrass, checking for messages from dogs everywhere. Mm-hmm. And she trots around the house toward the overgrown raised beds of pygmy peppers and Brussels sprouts. I stay and stare into the line of trees across the street, great fields of corn, pumpkins. And the light leaves. Darkness is on my side, and what, and what little light is left hangs on the branches. I see great tribal masks in a row that only exist in the vague light, and crisp details of heads indoors, and the immense all-knowing darkness settles on us and softens our edges. The dog is gone, so I go and look. My bare feet roll over loose bits of blacktop and settle into the shaggy grass. I hear her jingle, her fitful motions, taking in a darkness I'll never know, and her white coat glows softly of the eyes of tribal masks behind us. I see no tail. Her ears, or sorry, her eyes do not shine, but she runs along the sunflower line and circling. Sorry, <laughs> handwriting's bad. No. And cir- encircle my feet, a soft white piece of movement. She looks. She leads me to the door. I wipe my feet of the black stone crumble. That was so. beautiful. Thanks. But yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> no, that was awesome. Well, thanks. So that was. So that's that's one of the I guess uh, four that I've done so far. Hmm. Um, and it's something that I haven't polished, and we'll probably go through you know fifteen twenty versions where I'll take out. Uh, I was. I actually found myself in some of the times that I I stuttered. I was uh, editing myself as I was reading. Like I used the word <laughs> twilight and I avoided it and changed it. Like as I was reading, because I was like, Bleh. "You are such an English teacher." <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, that was yeah. great, and and that was in pencil, and it was scribbled, and it was messy, and I I just love it. I actually am doing this year. I'm doing my Nanorama stuff in my Blackwing slate. Hmm. Oh, cool! Uh, that is my notebook for Nano. Oh, I mean, I had already been using it, but all my Nano poems are landing in this notebook. Which pencil did you use for that poem? You know, I don't remember. Um, my guess uh, would be it was at school, so it was probably Palomino HB. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, today I used the Musgrave, or I sorry, the Generals 580. That's cool. Um, in the years past, I've used you know fountain pens, and uh, I usually the, the last two years I've used uh, Piccadilly notebooks. Have either of you used oh, yeah. those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So I lo- I really like using the big blank paged Piccadilly notebooks. Um, they're like uh, I guess five by eight or something like. Or no, they're probably bigger than that. Seven by nine, something like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, but I really like using that. That's what I used the last the last two years, and this year just. I guess the the form of poetry just fit better with a smaller notebook. Uh, Johnny, what are you using? Um, I was sort of around and around because for something this big, I like to use cheap paper, like some mm-hmm. um, composition books, which is what I did last year. But yeah. I find, you know, it's not going to fit in one, so you've got to find, you know, oh, I want three and these match. Da, 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 da. So I I ditched those. And I bought some legal pads, but the lines were so dark, they were making my eyes cross. So um, I have this really big paper blanks book called the Baroque Fantaglia. 
probably butchering it but um can, can you repeat that bigger than an you were a4 breaking book. up anyways so <laughs> oh i'm sorry it's the paper blanks baroque ventaglio okay. that's a good um pronunciation it's really 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 big book um it's maybe like eight and a half or nine by 12 mm-hmm. um with 240 pages and you know those fancy little clasps it looks like some medieval um, oh, these are gorgeous bible yeah they're really pretty, and I actually got it for ten bucks when I was out with my daughter wow. uh, last year because our local Utrecht was getting rid of all of their paper blanks books, and I should have bought all their paper blanks books. But um, at the in the back, the description talks about penning an opus, and there I'm like, oh, a tick. I'm totally using this. But um, uh, I've been using pens because I'm sure you guys could could relate to this, but you know, being a pencil blogger. Every time I do it, I'm like, ah, I don't really like this pencil. Mm. Or like, yeah, you know, I would enjoy this more if I sharpened it with a wedge instead uh, of the yeah. crank <laughs> sharpener. I can understand that. Yeah. So this year I was around and around and around, and the paper in paper blanks is really nice. You can write with any pencil on there, and it's great to get one of smear. Um, but I have been using gel pens. <laughs> but it turns out the ones I was using, the Signo 207 BLX ones that are so mm-hmm. pretty, um, they don't dry. I noticed they ghost like a pencil after like a day, which is unacceptable. So That's interesting. I'm probably going to wind up whipping pencils back out tomorrow. <laughs> but I'm trying to write small because I want to fit the whole thing in this one book. Although I realized that I could fit like three novels in this book. That's enormous. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of funny looks using it yesterday at jury duty. Yes, I'm writing in a book. <laughs> That's your tablet. Such a hipster. <laughs> yeah, I'm like embarrassed to take it out. You're like the the people who bring like a manual typewriter to Starbucks. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like bring a chewed up big pen if I have to take it outside. Like, no, I'm not that guy, man. It's just a cool book. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. so rather than you know reading us an entry from your book, would you be would you be willing to just kind of tell us a brief kind of synopsis or a you know I, I hate it when people are like, oh, what are you writing? What's it about? And you know, it's I don't know what it's about. Yeah. Um. I couldn't come up with an idea, so I just kind of sat down and started writing. So I figure I spent my 20s studying philosophy, so that's got to work in there somewhere. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And there's a really good line from William James, who was one of my favorite philosophers, that says, um, reason is one of a thousand possibilities in the thinking of all of us. And I want to start a one-man crusade to eliminate teaching logic in schools because people are stupid and you shouldn't learn logic because that's not how the world works. Mm-hmm. And you just get frustrated. Like, why are these people so stupid? Because they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's sort of like, I guess, I don't know, sort of coming-of-age little jerk philosopher, reads his Nietzsche and hates everything, and then grows Pick, up a little bit. Picks up some Ayn Rand. No, 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 no. Philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll disparage it, you know. That's not really philosophy. I don't know. <laughs> Nietzsche in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after he went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. Nietzsche. Oh. But yeah, that's, that's, that's as close as I know what it's about so far. Oh. And there's a lot of really bad language. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> I, I think we should do a... Uh... We sh- eventually we should do an after dark episode where, you know, we just Johnny just reads a passage from it and we'll just put the explicit tag on it and put it up there. Yeah. <laughs> it just sound like prop comedy. We like beep beep boop boop beep. beep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that guy from Police Academy. Yeah, <laughs> sound effects guy. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I guess if if we had to like decide on what good pencils would be, the sort of lame but true answer is whatever pencils you like because you don't want to yeah. while you're writing you don't want to have to think about it. Yeah. You know, you you don't want to be like, eh, this one's not doing it for me. I should switch because then it's just losing time. So you should just. I think the best method, in my opinion, when you're sitting down to do your day's writing, is to pick, uh, have three or four pencils. And for me, it would be sharpened with a classroom friendly, like a real sharp point that's going to last a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it might be four of the same pencil for you, or it might be four different ones, but just pick four that you never doubt, you know, like ones that you would never not use you would yeah. never opt out of and say eh, i don't feel like using that today because we all have some of those you know for me it would be the 602 the palomino hb uh probably the musgrave still just because i just so used to uh, using that and then maybe even like a blackwing pearl or something mm-hmm. which yeah. that's that's very palomino heavy i realize but uh yeah there's a reason oh, I, for that i run the opposite way i like a um like a castell 9000 hb mm. or an, yeah. even an f if it's the uh mars so then you yeah. don't really have to sharpen them. And if you want to stab your book, it'll totally go through the book. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they're pretty I, smooth for being hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, I tend on the soft side. I might Tomorrow I was actually, this is the kind of thing people like us think about, but I was actually thinking about what I might use tomorrow uh, for, uh, for my poem. And I think I'm going to use the uh, Kimberly 2B. Ooh, I like the Kimberleys yeah. tomorrow. They make so. a nice F too. If you're feeling f tastic, Matthias turned me on to f pencils, so I've been trying them a lot. I'm like, man, there's something to who, this. Who was it? Somebody wrote a really good thing about um, oh, the Japanese novelist and f pencils. What's his name? Murakami. Yeah, yeah. He um, said something about it. Yeah, he he uses f pencils a lot. That's um, very specific. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to find that he. Yeah, it was a really good thing, and I. Man, it was. Yeah, we need to find that. It was Matthias, or it was like, like Sean um, from like contrapuntalism or something. But I'll I'll track that down. Put it in show notes. Nice. Yeah, there are a couple of generals pencils that are pretty good for that. The Cedar Point keeps a point for a very long time. Yeah, but um, I went up sniffing the thing all the time, so <laughs> it's a distraction. I'm like, I mean, uh, that's not a stimulating smell it's your character just walks smelling. around and smells trees all the time smelling cedar <laughs> like sniffs wood uses the f word tells everybody's stupid <laughs> i swear it's not an autobiography i don't actually think everybody's stupid just talks yeah. in a dr claw voice every once in a while <laughs> everybody's dumb <laughs> yeah. all right well that's a, i think we got a pretty good overview of what it is if, you, yeah. if you're interested you should check out the website i think it's nanoremo.org is that correct I think so. I think that's right. So nanorama.org. Uh, if you're going to do it, we encourage you to go to our uh, Facebook page and leave a comment on the pinned post we had put up earlier because we'd like to see uh, what you're what you're working on or what you're working with. And maybe next week or next episode, uh, we can do a follow up because we'll be yeah. uh, in the middle of things. So hopefully, hopefully people who are going strong. yeah. Exactly. So hopefully by by the next episode, like Johnny said, we'll still be going strong. And if you're still working on things, we'd love to. Uh, bring it back up and maybe mention what some people uh, had to say and any recommendations you had for the the kind of gear you use to win, as they say, NaNoWriMo. <laughs> and if you uh, if you're a user on the website, maybe you could share your username so we can all be writing buddies. Yeah, that sounds good. Cool. All right. Well, what do you guys say we uh, get Gary on the line? 
Now we're happy to be joined by longtime stationary friend and proprietor of the soon-to-be Notegeist, an online shop stocking all manner of writing equipment, and this person is, of course, Gary Varner. Gary, how are you doing? Hey, guys. I'm doing good. Gary! Happy Halloween, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) I still have candy left. I don't know what you guys Long Kids gone. took all my candy. <laughs> uh, I'll mail you some. <laughs> there you go. It, it's kind of surreal just like, you know, Gary, I feel like I've, you know, we basically talk every day in the in the Erasable group. So it's yeah. it's interesting to be talking like in person rather than on little words typed on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Well, like but, real life, guys. Yeah, IRL, <laughs> as the kids say. Like analog baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sort of, except we're talking through wired and internet and it's not quite that's true, true analog but that's okay it's <laughs> yeah. good it's good you know i've always enjoyed when i connect with people i meet virtually and finally get to at least talk to them because you always form these impressions in your head about how people sound or what they look like yeah so it's always quite interesting to meet up absolutely mm-hmm well before we get into asking you some questions about notegeist we wanted to give you a chance to uh, to join in to our weekly discussion of what we're currently drinking and what we're currently writing with. So could you fill us in on that? Certainly. I am enjoying the last of my treasured shipyard pumpkin head, which is a oh. nice seasonal brew. I think it's made in Maine. That sounds delicious. And, uh, mm. I scarfed up three six-packs of it about a month ago and been kind of nibbling on it. Yeah, but it's the last one. But it's Good celebration reason. Yeah. And I am writing with a new Coeco Sport fountain pen, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> oh, those and are nice. Not a pencil. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's very smooth. Which color? And writing, it's a, uh, the pen is the green, hmm. green with brass adornment. But it's a very smooth pen. Uh, and I'm writing in a Field Notes stencil pad on my standbys. I need to grab a couple more of those steno pads. I filled mine up and I just love it. So nice. I, I know where you can get some, by the way. <laughs> just <laughs> we'll get to that. Like, uh, I have a box of them in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, um, what a good transition. <laughs> um, I guess, I guess, Gary. One thing I'd like to know. Um, I bet a lot of the a lot of the listeners probably know who you are and what you're doing, but. In case we have some who are not in the Facebook group um, or in Field Nuts, uh, can you explain what your what your current initiative are, is? Are is <laughs> I don't well, know. <laughs> I am a lifelong office stationery fanatic, as everybody is that's in this group. So it's something I've enjoyed my whole life, and I've always been doodling with pens and pencils and notebooks of all sorts of types, between journals and notebooks, etc. And so this new venture of opening up an online niche store came out of, out of that and a combination of justifying an out-of-control field nuts collection habit. <laughs> and I suddenly realized I better either become a dealer or stop this nonsense because it does get out of hand. <clears throat> so I... Uh, set out with a brilliant idea about three months ago to set up a shop. And that's kind of culminating soon. We'll 
will be opening very shortly. We'll get to that in a minute as well. But this is a passion and it's a sideline. This is not my day job by any means. I work in the corporate world as a communication specialist and have a background in about everything related to that. But this has become kind of a, uh, uh, my escape, so to speak. And connected to that back in the 90s, for about 10 years, I was an online bookseller back when that was just starting up on the internet. Hmm. So I had some exposure then selling rare and hard to find books all over the world through that. That's really cool. And I was fortunate enough to be in on that just before the Amazon craze hit, back when we could all make money doing it. <laughs> And that went away. But uh, I always enjoyed the virtual connection with people all over the world and finding goods and packing and shipping goods. And that certainly is uh, transferable into into the Notegeist venture. What's the rarest so, book that you that you bought and sold? The rarest book was a, uh, get the date wrong, 1635 copy of Don Quixote's. Wow. Uh, Man on the launcher, yeah. the, the windmill thing. Yeah, it was wild. The boards were three-eighths of an inch thick and covered in leather and tooled. And wow. It was an ancient thing, and I bought it for a, on a book search for a, a customer. And I remember it very well. I had it for a whole weekend before I had to ship it, and I don't think I got any sleep that night. Oh, yeah. I thought somebody was going to come in and steal this thing, and I'd be out. Oh, I think it was like a grand. <laughs> back when that was a lot of money. Yeah, but uh, I nursed that one all the way through. But it was pretty, pretty awesome. It was almost one of those things you couldn't hardly touch. It was, I'm not worthy sort of moment. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was the most exotic thing. And then the second one was at a garage sale out in West Texas for 25 cents. I stumbled onto a first edition of Hunter S. Thompson's uh, Hell's Angels book. So I went from a quarter and then flipped it and sold it for seven hundred dollars. So that wow. was a good day. <laughs> My sister. But in between all that was a bunch of uh, junk. Yeah. <laughs> not too exciting. My sister sells um, on eBay, and she she goes and she buys like. Do you remember My Little Ponies from the eighties? Oh yeah. 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 She'll buy those for a quarter or seventy five cents, and she'll clean them up and kind of like shampoo the hair, and she can she sells them. I think on average. Uh, thirteen or to twenty dollars, and uh, she had one that was some rare German My Little Pony that she found at a flea market, and uh, she sold that for like two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Wouldn't it be like My Pony Little? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, part of the thrill of that is the is the treasure hunt. Yeah, because you never know what you're going to find, and that was always fun. So this this is kind of transferred to what I'm doing with this too. That's cool. So what the ne- the um, Notegeist, um, it kind of has an interesting niche. And what is that niche and kind of how does it fit in within, you know, there's a million and a half shops where you can buy notebooks. Um, kind of what is, what is different about that? Well, what my model is trying to do, or at least the way I have it in my mind, is to, there's some stuff I'll carry that everybody carries, field notes, word notebooks, uh, Blackwing stuff. Um, because you want to have that there as well. But the things that I'm angling for to be different on are I'm not aware of anybody else that's carrying a deep stock of retired field notes for one, and that's something I'm opening up with. Uh, I have everything back to and including Ravenswing, 
in different varieties in mm. a handful of the of the off prints as well. So that's different, and I think that that's a niche market. And I hope you know, obviously, the field nuts field nuts group, and to some extent, the raceables. Uh, I'll get into that as well, and that's obviously a big. Um, client customer source, but I'm hoping with internet search engines that yeah you know, others will find me as I've gone out to try to find other people that are selling these. I, just nobody out there. And I'm I'm really looking forward because I, I really like the night sky edition as as do a lot of people, but it seems like the prices fluctuate a lot. Um, right now, I think I saw a sealed pack for like 25 bucks, but I've seen them for as high as 50 before and as low as 15. So I think I would like having an opportunity where I know I can get a, you know, a regular, you know, regular supply of this without having to, to hassle about it. Well, that's, that's part of what I, I hope to provide. Now, mm-hmm. The downside of it is it's not exactly a warehouse you can go buy these from. Right. Yeah. And I've spent uh, three or four months scrounging and got quite a pile. How long the last we'll see <laughs> and how sustainable this part of my model is. We'll also see. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, in pricing them, I'm trying to be fair, but I'm not trying to give them away, and I'm not trying to get eBay dollars either, because I want to be a source people can scoop these up. But there are, particularly in the older ones, when you just have a handful of them, you can't, can't let them go too early, too cheap. Yeah. But yeah, that's, um, and there's a lot out there. I mean, people are sitting on these things, and it's just a matter of them surfacing. So it's not it's not impossible to find them but it's getting harder and harder and more people are getting into it. The other side of what I'm trying to do is I am a bit of a scrounger and I like to go to auctions and I troll eBay. And so I pick up some weird, interesting things along the office stationery, <laughs> vintage pencils, vintage notebooks type stuff. And note guys will be an outlet for offering those up. They'll be kind of one of a kind things. De- uh, definitely looking forward to that. As um, tonight is waiting on your call, I was working on the first issue of Notegeisting, the newsletter, and I just took pictures of five or six things I don't have listed in the shop yet. And one of them is this uh, 12-inch tall chalkware of this really, I guess it's neat, it's kind of spooky-looking corncob guy who in the middle of them is a, middle area of them is a little notepad. You hang it on the wall and you got a little notepad to write on. And it's from the 50s probably. But he's colorful. He's green and orange and that sort of odd little thing. But there's a connection because there's a little notepad on it. So there's things like that. Another thing I scored was uh, some paraphernalia from uh, a brewery in Pennsylvania that went out of business in the 70s. I've got some notepads and pencils. Hmm. And I'm blanking on what the name of it is. So I'm scooping up stuff like that to try to offer in bulk if I can. Just odd, one-of-a-kind, strange stuff in addition to the the uh, retired rare field notes. And then the third part of my model that's different, I think, is I'm going to be doing a lot of packs and samplers. And we did that. Uh, I did that one on uh, Erasable with a little pack of mixed pencils. I love that thing. That was so, so much fun. Yeah, they are fun. And, I mean, I'm doing the things I like to buy, which is part of my real philosophy is I'm not going to carry stuff I don't like or don't use uh, just because everybody else does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think the packs and samplers will be interesting. We'll see how they're received. They're not that profitable, but they're a neat thing to do. 
people level. Uh, I had the guys overseas kind of lament that they couldn't get in on those packs. So one of our uh, members, Giles or Giles, uh, offered to be the receptor. And I sent four packs over there, and then he distributed them around Europe for the four guys that wanted the little pencil boxes. So there's ways to get around. He's your mule. Nasty international. He's my mule. (laughs) So I try to do more of that. But that's kind of, in a nutshell, what I'm trying to do. And because it's a side passion, I uh, clearly don't have to live on the profits. And if anybody's been around these sort of things, they're not exactly huge money makers. But it's very enjoyable. You get to touch a lot of neat stuff along the way so cool well what are some of the other things that um you know when you become a dealer of stationery that your average joe wouldn't think of that you've had to deal with well you you're always you're part of the game when you're in a group like the nuts or raceables and you're Mm -hmm. trading with people and then suddenly you step up in your dealer and people become a little more wary of trading with you uh, but I've had pretty good relations with everybody. You know, I'm upfront about what I'm doing. And uh, sometimes I do trade for my own little collection. And sometimes mm-hmm. I tell them, you know, I'm, I'm trading for stock. So that's been a little different. Um, it's harder to pay retail for anything now than I used to. Uh, <laughs> because I have some angles. Yeah, which is very strange. Uh, and, but there's still some stuff I can't touch uh, because of the scale certain manufacturers want for reseller accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't get to certain things. But I still buy out on the open market. I bought the furrow books. I bought some of the Baron Fig apprentice, you know, paid retail for them. So I'm still toying and playing with what comes up, uh, see what it's like. So because part of me is still the individual non-dealer who enjoys fiddling with the stuff. And then the other side of me is the dealer looking for bulk buys that I can turn around and offer up. Um, the other surprise, though, has been, I don't want to ruin any trade secrets for anybody, but I sort of had the impression there was bigger margin in this stuff, but it really isn't. It's, it's a fairly tight little product, and your, your business model really has to address a volume situation uh, if you expect to make a lot of money with it. So... You know, you have cases like jet pens, which we all adore, and I'm sure they do very well. And you also see the kind of inventory they carry. They're, they're huge, and they offer everything. And that spurs it on. So for the little guys like myself and some of my other people I connect with that are similar type dealers, I mean, you do it because you love to do it. And that's cool, too. So I think one of the most kind of fascinating things about your looking through your store and seeing the kinds of things you're going to have is of course the the field nuts collection and the the rare editions and i just i want i was wondering if you could tell us how far back your personal field nuts collection goes so like have you have you collected all the way back are there any that you're missing that maybe you're you're hunting for not for note guys but for your own collection right good question yes i've i've got everything but the first four. Oh wow so from butcher orange to butcher blue to uh Grass stained green to Mackinac. That's, okay. all, that's all I'm missing. So, but I also that, made it. I'm sorry. I was just going to ask. So for that first year, or were those first four the first year, or were they not necessarily doing it seasonally at that point? 
No, they were the first of the of the colors. Yeah. So, yeah, they came out quarterly. Okay, gotcha. That first year when none of us knew about them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was certainly had eye open, eyes open for everything, notebooks and pencils and all that back then, but I never saw those. I don't even know if I would have clicked to them at that time. But mm-hmm. And I should also say I'm, my personal collection is a singles collection. I'm not collecting packs because I kind of came yeah. late trying to collect it. So when I looked at the prices, I went, geez. Yeah, <laughs> I can scoop up packs and everything. Plus, my other angles, I can buy a pack of something like Raven's Wing, split it mm-hmm. open, keep one, sell two. Oh, sure. sure. And justify paying the obscene prices. That definitely makes sense. But I also am not. I also am not going down the rabbit hole on chasing all the. Sure, you're not. You're not going to sell off the family farm to get a butcher orange. Right? Uh, maybe maybe the back back 40 i'm like you know i i remember when um so i I bought some of the craft brownfield notes probably within the first few months of them existing and i remember when they started doing colors and i just remember thinking this is stupid (laughs) like why would i want to buy these colors like the blue is cool but the orange and i'm I'm, i just want the brown ones and i'm just kicking myself now because (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I tell you, when I picked up some of the older ones, you know, you have this sort of holy feel about them. Yeah. <laughs> and you and you score a couple old ones and you get them, and they're they're brand new. It's because they're only a few years old. Yeah. Yeah. We're not talking a long period of time, so that's kind of weird in the head. That's why I feel yeah. ridiculous for some of the prices people pay for these things. It's like this this that's, thing came out three years ago. That's so. Genius. I know. <laughs> It's gained such a deep history in such a short amount of time. Like it's kind of crazy yes. when you think about it. Yeah. And my girlfriend keeps whispering "Beanie Babies" to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> When's the bubble gonna burst? So yeah. yeah. Awesome. yeah. My, my parents got went nutsy on that, and um, Garcia bins and bins of those dumb things, and then my sister had the princess diana beanie beanie baby um, yeah that bear, and and she was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be worth thousands of dollars someday," and. No. Yeah, but I tell her, I says, hey, hey, at least I can write in these afterwards. She says, yeah, you're going to write in a $50, three and a half inch, five inch notebook. Right. We, found a, we found a use for our original Garcia after the bubble burst and they weren't worth anything. And it became one of our dog's favorite toys for a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. That works. So yeah. you, never, you never know if this is going to die off, but, you know, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. And, uh, Certainly going forward, they're getting more creative with each issue and building bigger following. So who knows? They're supposed to announce next week, aren't they? Their winter edition. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Even though I have an in- inside ear, I don't know what it is either. <laughs> hey, we'll talk when you're not recording anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's <laughs> listening to this. You can tell us. Yeah. One of the big disappointments <laughs> when I became a reseller for Field Notes was you don't get to know any earlier. <laughs> yeah. You know, the same day as everybody else. So they're real, they're good about that. And that helps. Yeah. yeah. Pretty out of suspense, but. Uh, so, so how do you, how do you plan on keeping, like, what's your, what's your plan for keeping a regular stock of, of items, like, of the, especially of the rare items? Like what, as far as moving forward, is it going to be just a, as you get things, you put it up just very organic or what's your plan for keeping a, a regular stock? Well, on the, on the one-off stuff, it's just a scavenger hunt, and you know I toss sure. them up as I find them. 
on the field notes retired. I mean, I, I'm actively buying and trading to get those and have feelers out. I've gotten probably half of my stuff from overseas contacts. And those contacts are still alive, and I can get stuff from there, at least for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's challenge there is the shipping is expensive to pull it in, but for some reason over in the east, um, they still have a bunch of these. I mean, the Europe's, Europe shops are pretty much exhausted of the old stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go over to Thailand and Philippines, and you can still stumble on. <laughs> That's uh, interesting. Yeah. If you can tolerate the shipping, but if you can buy in bulk, then it kind of shipping sort of dissolves, and it's it's not so bad. But yeah, but the other past that, it's going to be. I'm hoping I have a sell trade page on on the shop, and once Google finds me and spreads the word on that, I'm hoping to find some people outside our little circles that that maybe want to sell and trade as well. Mm-hmm. So that that's one way. But I have also spent probably two months trying to stumble onto stuff in the wild and kind of give it up. Just not just not finding them, you know, at estate sales and garage sales. And I feel like a lot of that stuff just gets thrown away when. Oh, I do. I I have a um, a friend Pencils. of a, yeah a friend of my mother's is a um, is a real estate agent. She she also plans a lot of estate sales and. I asked her to be on the lookout for old pencils, but she she says it's really hard because a lot of times you know people are cleaning up and they just throw that stuff out. Yeah, exactly. And I have a friend who just had an auction and, and I didn't get there in time, and she says, "Oh, we threw out boxes of old pencils." No, that just oh. makes me sad. Uh, I, I, just, uh, yeah. I just died a little inside. Yeah. <laughs> the other trick, though, that I'm, I am going to do is new issues come in. I'm going to hold back some copies. Oh yeah. And sit on it for a year or so. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, now I'm doing that. I did that with Shelterwood, and I don't know if that's going to pay off or not because I think everybody has all the Shelterwood they need. But I we'll saw see. somebody trying to make a trade for Shelterwoods for Night Skies, and I yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if right now that's a trade, but I think eventually it could be. Yeah, and the same guy said, or I'll take you know I'll buy one for X dollars. Yeah, so it was a little low. Yeah, but it's yeah you can't. You know, I, I track this and study it, and the numbers are all over the place, even when you follow it. Yeah. And there's always somebody on eBay that overpays and <laughs> kind of messes the rest of us up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, as a uh, consummate, you know, stationary addict, how much of your own product are you consuming? I guess it's kind of an early <laughs> question. But do you have, like, a sense? Uh, <laughs> stuff first hits free. Thinking? Well, you know, I just I'm I'm getting uh tomorrow I think a stock of the Word 2015 memorandum oh, nice. skinny planners. I am and, pumped for uh, those. Those are cool looking. Yeah. I haven't actually had one before, but I'm looking forward to it. And They're it's really a, small in person. Yeah. It's, That's cool. I'm sure it's going to be a surprise. But yeah, I'm going to have some leather covers too. And you know, I I've, I've allotted for a sample in there so I can see what it's like. <laughs> So a little bit of that, but, uh, you know, odd thing is in the last 90 days, my time to write and do a lot of note-taking and fiddling is almost zilch. So while I have access to this, you know, I haven't had any any spare moments to go nomadic writing to coffee shops like I like to do. But I'll get back to that. Surely this will settle and life will become normal again. (laughs) turn to that but i've also i've got a backlog of these other 
between the barren fig and the furrows, and I, I scooped a bunch of oddball Japanese notebooks off of jet pens that I'm dying to try. So I probably have several years of backlog to get to, plus, <laughs> plus the field note stuff. So, so when when does um when does the store launch, Gary? It's going to launch either tomorrow or Thursday. Okay. So if you're listening, this episode will release on Wednesday. So it's either either has launched or will launch today, right? Uh, or or on Thursday. Exactly. I'm down to the last nits of, of fixing stuff. And uh, as Andy knows, when you deal with web-based stuff, it's just, it's just <laughs> one thing after another. A few details. Yeah. And if you fix one thing, it usually leads to something yes. else breaking then, too. There's that, too. <laughs> uh, I actually built an e-com site about eight years ago, maybe nine years ago, when it was in the infancy of doing that sort of thing. And it was a mess. Hard to do. Hard to get everything hooked up and working right. And then I stepped into this. and using WooCommerce on a WordPress platform, and it's been slick. I mean, it's just been not a lot of trouble at all. Yeah. But I'm also a tweaker, so I'm in there fiddling with the CSS and doing a few PHP hacks, and you know, because I wanted to do certain things, be certain ways. So, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's a lot of work, but uh, looking forward to opening it and. Taking orders the normal way instead of one by one, like I've been doing. Well, we're definitely really looking forward to the store opening and just it being a kind of, and in a sense, I know for me, and I'm speaking for Johnny, I don't know if I'm speaking for Johnny and Andy, but as kind of our insider store, you know, um, where where it's going to be such, I feel like it's going to be such a, a central part of our. Uh, really strong right. community, you know. So we're we're excited for you and hope, uh, you know, wish the best for you and hope it. Well, thanks. Hope uh, it. Wanted to add one more thing on and credit Mr. Andy for this suggestion because <laughs> uh, I talked to him early on when I was uh, conceptualizing things and he gave me some good pointers and he suggested that I set up a page for field note collectors. Yeah, and I have done that. I have a resource page in which I've scooped up. There's been a lot of various spreadsheets and data lists out there, so I've got them all in one place. I have half a dozen links to people who have excellent photo collections, including our pen addict people. Uh, both Mike and Brad have, have nice uh, parts of their blogs or sites where they've uh, shared images of their collections. So I've got that, and I've got quite a few other reference things to anything you'd want to know if you're a field notes collector. That's awesome. So hoping that will help because it's you know stuff I found scrounging around, and again couldn't find it one place. So as part of the give back, I've set that up. And, and it's, it's interesting how much data some of the field nuts collect. Like that guy who has a spreadsheet that tracks eBay auctions, kind of across all that's the collections. Right. And and yeah, just just some place for people to get to that who may not right. otherwise be familiar with the field nuts is pretty pretty cool. Yeah, Matt, yeah and I know I'll be sending a lot of people there as they have questions to your page. I, I have that very spreadsheet there, and I asked the owner about it. He said, "Sure, that's cool." Uh, I tried to replicate what he did, and I couldn't figure out how to scoop up that much info from eBay. It, so I, I can do maybe like fifteen percent of what those yeah. spreadsheets can do, but there it, it's magic in the right hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so that'll be a nice source. But yeah, I hope to, uh, I hope to have it a place people can come and interact. 
although I, I uh, because of my past blog experiences with commenting, I don't have that turned on. <laughs> but I do have a lot of ways to connect and, and contact. And uh, like on the resource page, I openly ask for you got anything that would be good here? Let me know. And so hopefully we can build it as a as a one stop place people can go to to find out. Cool, great. Well, just to uh, uh, wrap things up, Gary, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the internet? Well, I'm at noteguys.com. That'll be the shop address. And uh, Twitter, I'm at noteguist. Instagram, noteguist. <laughs> <laughs> I just lucked out picking a name that was available everywhere. That's a great name. That's so great. it's simple. And those are the primary places. And of course, on noteguys.com, there's a contact form. If, if you can reach me directly, and I'm in Erasables Group and Field Nuts. He's one of too, the first responders of things on there. Sometimes I'm just on their way too much. <laughs> I understand. But, uh, sometimes that's how you catch the good deals. I missed a butcher orange by about five minutes, though. Oh, I think. Um, oh, uh, was that? Did Pauline Potts Robert, pick that up? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She traded it away, and Robert got it. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. And I tried to wiggle in there. But <laughs> he's, been, he's been looking for it longer than I am. Yeah. So. <laughs> Hat tip to him. But anyway. Andy, where can people find you? Um, I am on Twitter at A-W-E-L-F-L-L-E or at Woodclinched. And you can get to me on my website at woodclinched.com. Johnny? I am at pencilrevolution.com. I'm on Twitter at Pencilution and on Instagram at Johnny Gamber, all one word. And I am at Tim Wassum on Twitter as well as at writing arsenal. You can follow me on Instagram at the writing arsenal. And then I occasionally write at www.thewritingarsenal.com. All right. And you can see the notes from today's episode at erasable.us slash 18. And we definitely, as always encourage you to join our awesome Facebook group that makes Great things happen, like web stores get influenced by it. <laughs> uh, and so that is at facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. You can also follow us on Twitter at erasable podcast. And also, if you're posting uh, pencil pictures on Instagram, we encourage you to use the hashtag erasable podcast. Gary, thanks so much for joining us. It was really great talking to you. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, guys. Hi, Gary. Yeah, thank you, guys. I enjoyed it. See you, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs>